Oh, it's another episode of That Women of Illustration. Doing a new episode. We don't have a theme song. So Dina just sings the beginning of every episode because she thinks it's funny. <laughs> Who needs a theme song when you have that? <laughs> I mean, let's be real. It's it's way cheap, and I'm all about making that money. There you know. <laughs> I don't know why I have this, like, jazzy thing going on, I but I it. like it. I dig it. All right, guys, today we're here <laughs> with a very a special guest, Brooke from Good Type. You might not know that there is a person behind the epic curated Instagram that is Good Type, but Brookie here has been in charge of it this whole time. And right now they're at 999,000 followers. What? No big deal. <laughs> what? I know. Almost a million. I think you're the, you're the most followed Instagram account for typography for sure, right? I think so. Um... I mean, I haven't really done any research, but <laughs> I think that may be the case. Yeah, it's like, I don't need to look at my competitors, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm beating them. Stay the course. Just stay the course. Don't look around. <laughs> so I was really excited to talk to Brooke today because I, I run a curated Instagram. <laughs> yes, you, you do. Guys, I don't know if you guys follow uh, Women of Illustration, but we are cl- uh, closing Girl, in the 100 100,000, yeah. Yes. Amazing. Congrats. Thank you. Less than two years. So yeah. good. So cool. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, like, there's a piece of me that's sad because it's like, I wish I had 100,000 followers for Letter Shop. <laughs> I mean, the curation, you know, speaks volumes, I think, to the curator. So it's kind of the same oh, thing. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. Like, like being able to choose the right kind of content to right. in order to attract a community is definitely key. Mm-hmm. And it's much easier for me to curate five pieces of content a day than for me to make five pieces of art myself exactly. a day. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's people out there that think, okay, well, you know, I want want to start my own community and mm-hmm. I feel like it's so saturated mm-hmm. what would you say to that person I would say there's something for everyone there um, if you think it's saturated if you say it's saturated then it's saturated but if you go into <laughs> it with the mindset of actually I do have something to say and I think there are people out there that will care um, and what I have to say is important to me um, then go for it. I don't think, you know, if you're, if you're looking to gain followers, I mean, inevitably you will. (laughs) If that's all you're looking to do, then, um, I'd say you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Um, but I think, you know, when you start an account, um, a community account, if that's what you're doing, um, you have to ask yourself, you know, why am I doing this? really get to the ethos of why you're starting this, this community, um, because that will drive what you're doing, um, and how you're doing it. And, um, yeah, I mean, really, like I said, if you think it's saturated, then it's saturated. But if you tell yourself that what you have to do and to say is important, then don't worry about everything else. Just worry about what you have to say, how you say it. And, um, I think the rest will fall into place. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think, like, I don't know, like, I follow, like, curated weed accounts. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, I'm stock full on them. I'm done no, following I mean, your pages, you know? Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, the chances of one account posting the exact same thing, saying the exact same thing um, in the, at the exact same time, it's not, it, that doesn't happen. I mean, things are similar, but you'll, you know, depending on your interest, you'll always catch something new and interesting to you. No matter, you know, no matter what, I think. Yeah, for sure. 
because I get asked that question all the time, like, oh, like, what what was your intention behind Women of Illustration? Mm-hmm. Like, did you do it for Letter Shop? And I was like, no, <laughs> like, not even a little bit. Um, it just came out of, like, a need. Mm-hmm. And I think that there are still plenty of communities that need to exist, and there and there isn't anything like that, that that even is around. There's always, like, close competitors. Like, yeah. if you're, like, you know, there's a difference between starting, as an example, like, good type versus typing fe- feminism. Mm-hmm. They're both talking about hand lettering, but one is just, you know, a curated, like yours, like yeah. you, you show everyone, all genders, all subject matters. If it looks good, you post it. Right. Where like typing feminism is a much more curated page that's hand lettered quotes by female artists that are talking about feminism. Exactly. So it's like, you Different can always find a way to, to niche down, like art, but art for what? Exactly. You know what I mean? yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think like, and I get so many complaints from you know, creatives around, like, the world, like, oh, but I'm the only creative in town. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm in a small town in Russia. I'm in a small town in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever it is, like, we all need to come together, and the internet is what can bring us just a bit closer. But exactly. don't expect other people to build those communities for you. Right. And it's like, you can tell the communities that have started, or maybe not necessarily the communities, but the accounts that have started just to gain followers, A, they fizzle out. Uh, B, mm-hmm. the content and the caption of the content is very short. Um, you don't really get an insight into why they posted it. You have no idea sometimes who the artist might be. Um, and you know the ones that are thoughtfully curated that have grown um, didn't start because they wanted, like, you know, you, you said you were accused of starting it just to, you know, put more eyes on, mm-hmm. on letter shop. That is very obviously not the case um, because there is so much thought that goes into what you post um, and there is so much thought into the caption. And, you know, I think as a viewer on Instagram, you can very clearly see the difference among these accounts for sure. Um, And I've been accused, not accused, but (laughs) I get asked, uh, there's so many other type accounts out there. Like, why are you still doing this? Like, why are you still putting effort into it? I mean, the truth is, I don't really pay attention to what the other accounts are doing. Um, I'm doing what I want to do, uh, and I'm posting what I want to post, and I'm reaching out to who I want to reach out to. And I think it's super important to me to stay true to creating a safe space for artists and the community to come together um, and connect over this art form. Um, and I don't. Not to say that, you know, other type counts aren't doing that, but I put a lot of effort into creating a safe space and encouraging positive feedback um, and constructive criticism and letting everyone know that if we pick a certain topic to talk about, hey, not everyone can relate, but we can all learn from it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if I decide to speak about a certain religious, um, I don't know, tradition in Russia or something, you know, of course, not everyone in the community is going to be, be able to relate to that, but they can learn from it. Yeah, um, for sure. I like know, how we're just coming out with the Russia example. I don't, yeah, I heard mm. you say Russia. And Props Russia. to you guys in Russia, if there's any <laughs> Russian listeners, leave us yeah. a review, all right? Somewhere <laughs> over there, <laughs> somewhere not in Tex- Austin, Texas. I know, I'm just trying to use like a non-United States yeah. example. Yeah, <laughs> Well, I mean, we're going to get into this a little bit later, but like mm-hmm. you clearly do so, like you are so much more like good type 
well, also Brooke, uh, the person, is so much more <laughs> than this Instagram account. Like, you're, I saw on the website that you help connect artists to clients. Mm-hmm. You have books available, mm-hmm. several actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have coming out with new uh, apparel collabs with artists. Like, you're monetizing this thing. Like, it's so much bigger than just like pretty pictures that you double tap on Instagram. Yeah, you know, Good Type is, I think, first and foremost, a community um, where we do workshops every now and then. I wouldn't say they're the most sustainable, but they're definitely fun. Um, and yeah. It gives me an opportunity to travel and to meet other lettering artists and to meet, you know, the the, the teachers like James Lewis and, and Ken Barber and Lauren Hom And um, yeah, the book, I, I actually started the first book in 2014 from Kickstarter. Um, and yeah, book. it was oh, amazing. <laughs> That's so great. Well, and because of its success, I was able to land a deal, a publishing deal with Rizzoli um and so yeah that's you know one part of of good type and i wouldn't necessarily say that i've gone into apparel yet um i just recently worked with mark canesso here in austin to create a uh, strength and letters a limited edition good type t-shirt to raise funds for um a crazy thing i'm doing this summer so i'll i'll uh, tell you really briefly a, a an organization that I'm a big fan of and have been a big supporter of over the last few years, it's called Flatwater. Um, and they provide mental health, access to mental health support and therapy for anyone in need um, that is dealing with a cancer diagnosis. And I am all about mental health, like all about it. And this organization is amazing. Um, and we are actually going over to Iceland this July to paddle, uh, stand up paddle a hundred kilometers <laughs> over five days. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah, through the waterways yeah, of Iceland. And so, you know, we're doing this to raise awareness, obviously about the foundation. Um, and to and, raise oh my God, funds. the Instagram posts. I'm so excited to see these pictures. <laughs> well, oh yeah, I know. It's <laughs> I want to see nuts. you do this. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the, the apparel thing is like right now, like we've never put the G on any apparel and this is the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're only printing 400 shirts to reach um, the goal. Uh, in March, oh, only 400 shirts. That's a decent amount of shirts. <laughs> yeah, it's a decent amount of shirts for sure. Yeah. We're considering, you know, the global audience that it could be going to. Yeah, um, yeah but I, I am potentially looking to do more apparel in the future. Um, well, if you ever want someone to collab with. Girl, I got just, you. you got, I yeah, like, you're did on you, the list. Hey, thank you. I want to be on that list so bad. I just got featured in this crazy article um, yesterday at the top five female-owned cannabis uh, clothing brands. Oh, rad. And I was like, that's oddly specific, but I'll take it. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> that's rad. Congrats. Thank no, you, No, that's girl. really yeah. cool. So I'm, I definitely want to do more collabs in the future, not just cannabis-related. But, you know, I do other stuff. But that just was, that was just the first launch. That's Uh, it, yeah. uh, I was like, oh, you promoted something. Guys, I was on this article, so cool. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, And I was, like, even my boyfriend kind of freaked out that I was talking to you for this interview. No way. (laughs) He was like, wait, you're talking to Brooke from Good Time? (laughs) Tell him I said, what's up? (laughs) Because he helps me run the Instagram. And um, ever since I, uh, you know, did the curated what is it called? The takeover, the oh, yeah. 24 hour yep, yep. takeover. He's like, good type is this shit, Dina. Like you should be friends with her. I'm like, oh I'm my gosh. Make it happen. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. That's awesome. Will you tell him I said hello and we could be friends too. Yeah. Friends for everybody. Woo! So excited. All right. 
So now I'll actually ask you questions that I had like prepared to ask. Because yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, I, just, I want to know all this information about you. Um, okay, so let's talk about Brooke for a second. Let's just take away good type. So like, tell me like, are, is what you do for a living mostly good type? It, or, or like, what's your life even look like? So my life, um, it's split between good type and I'm also my girlfriend's design assistant. <laughs> she runs a clothing company called Aviator Nation. Um, so when I'm not working on good type, I'm helping her build and open stores and paint murals and all kinds of fun things. Um, and we just finished a store in La Jolla, not a bad place to be. And we painted like, I don't even know how many feet square feet of murals across that store but it was a lot of hard work so much fun um and we have like five more stores we're building across the nation before nice. 2020 yeah so and looking at the website right now this is pretty legit yeah isn't like, it awesome it's all like, like the photography um, i'm like i'm kind of like struck it a little bit like oh my god yeah it's, it's so all like vintage kind of california vintage inspired rock and roll snow yeah this is this is skate. fucking rad yeah um, so I've been, I've been helping her the last year also running good type and, um, yeah, my, a majority of my time is spent creating and that's how it will always be forever and always <laughs> creating. Well, I love that. Me too. Yeah. Um, what would you say is like the biggest money right now? Is it mostly good type or is it uh, you and your girlfriend's partnership? Um, probably, I don't know. It's kind of, well, it, the, the most consistent is, is. Aviator Nation, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Good type comes in waves, but not bad waves. But I would say, <laughs> yeah, the most consistent is Aviator Nation, probably. But That's cool. Oh, yeah. my God. Now I'm super stoked to do clothing. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh, wow, you, you, like your girlfriend has a way more put together than I do. Well, so she's been doing it a long time. She started oh, I'm sure. I'm like, I'm like, give me her knowledge. Like, <laughs> yeah. She's <laughs> super brilliant. Yeah. She's amazing. And I learn so much from her every day. It's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's a, isn't it like, how do you feel about working with your partner? It's like, cause I, I just started working with Rick on like women of illustration and letter shop, uh, like the past six months. Like how long have you guys been working together? Um, since October. So a little over that. Um, yeah. I mean, it has its challenges for sure as everything does, but it's super rewarding. She learns from me. I learn from her and I don't know, we just kind of figure out ways to like evolve and to grow. Yeah. Um, and you know, the main part of your life is what you love to do. And to be able to do that with your partner is awesome. I think. Yeah. It's incredibly rewarding. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know about you, but when me and Rick first started working together, we fought constantly. Uh, like, did, did, was it like that for you too? Or, uh, do, or do you have a better relationship than I do? No, I mean, <laughs> we have like our tiffs. Um, mm -hmm. they're super short, uh, because we're very aware of, each other's moods um, and what's oh, going on in each other's minds and we know how to kind of respond to each other in, in certain instances and areas but sometimes she and I are both kind of stubborn and mm -hmm. we're both right <laughs> of course you yeah. are um, but she is also the first to tell me when I'm right which is amazing and I'm not always the first to tell her when she's right because I'm like yeah I'm right <laughs> that's right you said it but yeah I think we definitely we get along I would say 95 to 99 percent of the time which is great mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love it. Like, uh, Rick had this, I mean, it was an okay job, but it was driving him insane. Just, like, the amount of stress. He was, like, physically ill oh, from no. going to work. Mm-mm. And so I just, like, gave him, like, an ultimatum, pretty much. Like, yeah. work for me. Good. But immediately, because I need to see you happy. Because, like, when you, because we've been together seven years now. So it's, like, like if you're not happy, you're going to make my life miserable. Exactly. And, and it's like, and I love my job. Yeah. Like, I'm so filled with just, like, fucking rainbow, unicorn, butterfly bullshit. Oh, like, yeah. all That's the things. The all the, all the, the cutesy way. emojis. Yeah. Um, and, well, and, and for him just to be that frustrated, it's just like, come on, come over to like, my side. Exactly. <laughs> I always say, and I tell a lot of people this, it's super cliche, but it's so, it's so true. You cannot pour from an empty cup. And if you're miserable, you can't serve anyone else, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you've got to first take care of yourself. And for you to give him that opportunity is amazing. And so have you seen a difference in the relationship and him? Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Like, we've, like, the happier, happiest we've ever been. That's so great. Because we're on the same level. And also, it's just very cool for me to, like, tell him about my day and he actually, like, knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. You see, that's exactly with Paige and I. Like, we can connect with each other on everything and we can talk about, you know, she can talk about her stress level and the things that are going on. And I'm like, yeah, I get it, you know, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. It, it makes a difference for sure. Right. I really awesome. need it. Um, and it just took a while because he's not, a, he doesn't come from a design background. So our biggest issue was like communication and using like terms that he could understand. Right. Or cause like, like for, for example, um, <laughs> he uses the word vector when uh-huh. he means mask uh-huh. <laughs> and it fucking pissed me off for like, I'm like, it's, it's, that means a completely different thing to me. But, vector. but at the same time you're like, uh, okay, you, you're learning, but you gotta just stop. <laughs> he's like, oh, you want me to vector it? I'm like. No, you don't need to open Illustrator. He's like, what? I'm like, ah! <laughs> I mean, I'm so mad. if those are the worst of your fights. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's always those stupid things. Yeah. Like, where'd you put my socks? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. never anything important. Exactly. Yeah. Normal stuff. All right. So, okay, remind me. Let's go back in time. So, what year did you start Good Type? I started Good Type and I was like, when did I start it? Uh, 2013. 13. God, okay, I'm trying to remember where I was. Okay, so I graduated from college in 2010. I think that's the year that I moved to Portland. Oh, where did you move from? Uh, Fort Lauderdale. Oh, well, wow. I, I, I'm, a, I'm originally from a little town, not a little town, but like a smaller town than Fort Lauderdale, which is called Davie. Okay. And then was in Orlando for five or six years because I went to school and then, you know, did the whole Disney Universal wow. job situation that sucked because corporate America, boo. Ew. That's an amazing <laughs> move. That's like you've moved across the country. You're like, bye, Florida. Yep, and now I'm, uh, I've been in Portland for six years and about to move to Menominee, Michigan in three days. Oh my gosh, also another yeah. big move. Yeah. I lots love Portland. Of, but... Lots of big, yeah, Portland's great, but yeah. it's, I'm going from a population about 400,000 people mm-hmm. to a population of 20,000 people. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's going to be a big, a big change. Yeah. I'm excited about it. It's yeah. The, it's, it's the smallest town I'll ever live in, but it's the only one that I could afford to You're buy my own retail like, space. So hey, I'm, like... I'm here. <laughs> They can be like, who is this girl? <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm finally going to live that dream city life where I'm, like, living in a nice building yeah. off of downtown Main Street where, like, my retail shop is on the bottom and my apartment is above it. Oh, my gosh. That does sound like a dream. But I had to move to a small town to be able to afford it. <laughs> well, I mean, how far is it from Detroit? Uh, it's a while. Okay. It's, I think it's, like, four or five hours. But the point is, like, it's mostly for inventory so we can ma- still make sales online. There you go. Because my two-bedroom apartment ain't cutting it. Yeah. <laughs> in no. terms of space. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really nervous and excited about it. Well, you're going to do great. That's so cool. I appreciate you so much. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right, so 2013. Yep. 
Cool. That gives me like a sense. Um, cause that's about the time I started hand lettering. I think that's yeah. about the time everyone. <laughs> I think Shut up. I'm original. <laughs> I know. Right? You are original. Like, no, it was, this was like, you know, like I think when like the only people I knew that were in hand lettering were like Mary Kate McDivitt, Sean West, Jessica Hish. Jessica Hitch, of course. Yeah. Um, and that was like pretty much that was like it. And that's all yeah. that's all that I knew of. I know. And now it's like completely different. So it's so interesting. She definitely got in the game at the right time, I think. Well, yeah. I mean, it also Instagram was starting to ramp up. So I think it yeah. was like an intersection of the rise in hand lettering and, you know, Instagram starting to blow up. And yeah. it was definitely timing was definitely on my side for sure when I started when I started Good Type. Yeah. That's not too bad. Six, seven years to hit a million. Yeah. I mean, it's sustainable. You know, if you, uh, if you hit it too fast, you might crash. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how people do that. I, think you, I feel like you have to be famous or something. Yeah, um, for sure. So like head lettering is getting popular. It's 2013. Like what made you start Good Type? So a little backstory. I was a graphic designer for about five years um, for a Texas retailer, like clothing retailer called Tyler's. And... I loved the company, loved who I worked with, loved my boss, loved the owner. Um, but the only thing that really, I started getting antsy <laughs> because I was sitting at a desk behind a computer all day, every day from like eight to five. And I, and I, you know, for the most part, loved the work that I did because I got to be creative and I had creative freedoms. Um, but I was just, uh, I was ready for a change up. Um, and I moved to Austin in 2008. So this was in 2012. Uh, and I was on a, a social like bike ride, cycling ride. And, um, I met this girl and she was like, Hey, I am thinking about riding my bike down the West coast this summer. Like, do you want to do it with me? And I'm like, you know, I'd known her like maybe two weeks. And um, so, of course, I said yes. <laughs> um, and so that was it. Like I put, I think I had like six to eight weeks. This is, you know, time to prep. And I put my six weeks notice in because that I knew that if I talked to my boss and told him what I was doing, that I then I wouldn't back out. Um, mm, I set, set the plan, put it in motion. And, um, and so, yeah, in... May of 2012, we took off from Vancouver um, down the West Coast. And I thought, you know, this this is my time. This is where I'm going to have, like, my aha moment. I'm going to have the, like, million-dollar idea on this trip. <laughs> you know, I'm going to figure out what million I'm going to do with my life. And, you know, three months had passed. We made it to the border of Mexico. It was an amazing trip, but I never really had that sort of aha moment. Um, but what did happen on this trip was, you know, being on my bike, I was, you know, able to better connect with my environment um, and obviously be more efficient than walking. Um, and so I got to connect with a lot of the major cities and the smaller towns. And what I saw was just, I saw you know, hand, hand lettered signs, mural after mural, like the West Coast is a treasure trove for letters in public art and hand lettering and logo types. And I was just kind of in awe of all of this lettering that I was seeing. I didn't really know it was a thing, but as a graphic designer, I've always been obsessed with type and typography. Um, and I've always tried to incorporate, incorporate typography and lettering in, in any of the work that I did. 
Um, didn't really know what I was doing, didn't really know it was a thing or could become a thing. But at the end of my bike ride, I had to get myself back to Austin um, from LA. And I thought I would kind of take like a little decompression sort of train ride. Well, the train ride was 30 <laughs> hours. It took 30 hours to get from LA to Austin. Um, so I had, you know, a little bit of time on my hands. Um, <laughs> But I used that time very wisely, and I spent it on Instagram. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But thirty when, hours well spent. Yeah, exactly. So, but I I noticed when I was on Instagram, I was kind of sort of diving into looking for this art form that I didn't really know how to name. But if you click the hashtag typography, you are opened up to a world of artists showcasing their their lettering art and it wasn't typography it was lettering and it was hand lettering um and so for about a year i was just like in awe and instagram was really the only place it was the only resource for this art form and i had collected and you know we just take screenshots of anything that inspired mm -hmm. me but i took so many screenshots over you know almost the course of a year and my phone is like you are done like taking like, you got it. and i was just like well, crap, what am I going to do? Like with all of these, I have all these amazing pieces of art, you know, my phone's full, but I've always kind of had a knack for curating um, and collecting. And so it kind of dawned on me, well, I noticed other people out there posting this art form, but they weren't crediting the artist. And that really kind of bummed me out. Um, and so I thought, well, I could start an Instagram account of this art form, curate it, call out the artist. And that was actually Good Type's first like sort of slogan was giving credit where credit is due. Mm. Um, and then it kind of, it just took off from there. Like the following happened pretty immediately. I think, I think Good Type hit 10,000 followers within like the first three months. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was pretty incredible. Um, and I kind of, you know, one of the things about starting a community is really paying attention to the community and I studied it and I engaged it. And, you know, I, there were no DMs at the time, um, but there were comments. Um, and I would have conversations with the comments <laughs> with the people <laughs> commenting. Um, and I noticed after about the first year of curating that there was sort of this need for lettering prompts. There wasn't anything out there that was allowing, these artists wanted to learn and they wanted to post and they wanted um, they wanted something to do. And when I, so I started, that's when I started Good Type Tuesday in, in 2014. Um, and Man, after, has it really been a long, yeah, like been around that long? It has. Jesus. I mean, there was maybe like a lull of a few months here and there in the very beginning. But when I picked it back up, it was probably in 2016. It's um, like fucking five, six years of prompts. Yeah. That's in, every week. Yeah. It's, that's intense. Well, that's then intense I got amount. smart <laughs> and I started like collaborating with other people. I know. And I'm like, you come up with the idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, when I saw you and uh, well, Lauren Home doing that more recently, uh -huh. like I'm supposed to do like a prompt takeover for her. And, oh, like, cool. I, I, I picked like the last, I think in December. I'm like, I don't know what my schedule looks like. December. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Such a smart idea. I mean, like, talk about like, a marketing genius. Lauren mm -hmm, is like. Might have to steal that idea. Marketing <laughs> hero. She's so good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's so interesting. So like, you're just like, oh, I, did, I, did, I wish there were more prompts. So then good type Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, just went ahead and sh that's fucking amazing. Yeah. 
it was would you, pretty incredible to see the engagement too. It was awesome. And I, yeah, a women of illustration, I feel like, first of all, when people tag Good Type Tuesday or when they tag, tag homework, uh-huh. women of illustration is always usually a tag. Uh-huh. So regardless if I'm like really following like Good Type that week, I know what the prompt is. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta love the hashtags. I mean, they yeah. just like cross intersect so many things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so funny. So would you say like in terms of visibility, was it Good Type Tuesday that like brought us to the next level in terms of curation or was it something else? Um, I think, I mean, like I said in the beginning, the timing was there. Um, it, it ramped up pretty quickly just naturally. And I think tagging the artists also helped. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Good Type Tuesday brought it up. I mean, I don't know numbers, but it definitely, it was a significant change um, or increase rather. Um, and then, I don't know, I would say when I start, when I did the Kickstarter, I think it grew a lot then too, um, Mm -hmm. because I had noticed, you know, in in 2014, 2015, people were emailing me, I think I'm trying, (laughs) or maybe in the comments, I don't remember, but I was getting a lot of requests asking about a book Mm -hmm. and there at the time were no, just, there were how to's, um, but there were no just straight up coffee table style lettering books showcasing lettering art. Um, mm-hmm. And I, after so many requests, I was like, I should just do it, just do a Kickstarter. And after the Kickstarter, I think it ramped up even more. I think we are at around 250,000 followers mm-hmm. when I did the, the Kickstarter for that book. Interesting. Um, yeah, and then I think just being inspired by the positivity among the community and seeing these artists literally across the globe connecting with each other really kind of inspired me to stick with it, stay the course, not really sure where Good Type was going or what it, you know, the direction it was taking. I just knew that, you know, we had something, something good, something that, you know, could connect people from all over the world um, and have conversations um, and just kind of I guess just listening to those conversations, listening to the community, um, and just continuing to in, engage the community and create safe spaces. And, um, and since then, I think I, it's hard to tell since, you know, you know, you know, the whole algorithm thing. Yeah. 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 It's kind (laughs) of hard to tell what really works these days, um, versus, you know, comparing to what you did in the past pre-algorithm. Because in the past, it was like, I would get... Super easy, it, yeah. It was insane how many it likes pretty, a post got. It made me feel like such a big deal for so long. Yeah. Like, it really... <laughs> I mean, it was nuts. It's just like, I think I had like maybe 500,000 followers pre-algorithm. Um, and each post would average like fifteen to 30,000 likes plus. I know. I'm like looking at your and your now, it's, now. Like, it's like two to five, maybe yep. ten on a good day. Isn't that doesn't that like not give you hope? The rest of the world, two to five thousand likes for almost a million it's, followers. It's <laughs> yeah, I know, and so it's just kind of like at that point, you know, when I noticed the decline in the engagement, I was like, okay, I have to kind of pivot and shift and not focus on the numbers. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, pay attention when what is working, but. I can't let the numbers get me down Um, because really what's happening is I'm connecting with a bunch of amazing artists from from around the world. They're getting to, you know, whether it be a Good Type Tuesday campaign or 
um, doing the good type takeovers. It's, I think my goal for me is to keep good type um, grounded, A, and um, I'm just one person curating and running good type from Austin, Texas. I am one perspective and good type is a community of nearly a million followers from around the world. I have to keep the perspective of good type global. Um, mm. And the main way I'm doing that is giving the good type controls over to an artist um, among the community to let them share their story um, yeah. and, and who inspires them. And, you know, I think just focusing on the good that comes from that is more important than focusing on the numbers because the numbers are depressing. They can be depressing. But it, what, what's weird to me is that we're still gaining 100 to 300 followers a day. I know. That's a, like that's what freaks me out about Women of Illustration, too. Yeah. Like, we get, like, I think right now our uh, our growth rate is, like, four to 5,000 followers a week, mm. which, from, like, the perspective of Lettershop, I'm like, Amazing. that's fucking nuts. Yeah. But then we'll maybe get, like, they'll have a couple of posts that'll get, like, 200, 300 yeah, likes. Yeah, what is and I'm that? Like, I don't know. I don't understand. Are people just, like, <laughs> like serial following and not serial liking? I think... <laughs> I'm not sure, because I, I think it might be different, like, the way that people perceive, I mean, I'm just guessing, Yeah. Uh, like, a curated account versus, like, you know, your that artist account. Right. Because, like, there's a part of you that wants to support that art, artist with a like. Yeah. But if it's the community and you just want straight up that content in your right. eyeballs every day, you're going to be more likely to hit that follow. Right. That's and true. And when it comes to, like, conversions, like, actions taken on a phone, people are only likely to make one action. It's very unlikely they're going to like, they're going to comment, they're going to follow, and they're going to share. Yeah, it's easy to Usually say. they're only going to do one of those things. Right. So... That's a good thing that yeah. the, the number one action is the follow. That is true. But still, those likes, it burns. It does. It burns. It stings a little. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> it drives me nuts. Um, so I'm curious. So like you said something like, you know, don't pay attention to likes, but definitely pay attention to things that are doing well so you can keep doing more of what works. So like for good type, what does that look like? What Like in in your perspective, like what patterns are you seeing in your account that are, are doing or performing the best? Um... I think anytime, <laughs> this is kind of random, but anytime Good Type Tuesday does a giveaway, the engagement is increased. <laughs> no way. I know, right? So random. I know. <laughs> um, and then, of course, when we have a popular artist take over the count, um, you know, there's an increase there. Being that I've, I've been curating Good Type for as long as I have, mm -hmm. I, you know, it's a little scary to give over the controls, but I trust the artists that I'm engaging. And you, you saw, you know, kind mm -hmm. of the rules and the guidelines and whatnot. I felt so weird. Oh. I was like, is this, is this okay? Oh, I don't no, want to break the rules. I don't want to post lettering. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? You're like, this is, I, uh, no. Um, you, your, your curation was great. You did an awesome job. Um, but it's like whenever I see uh, somebody post a, a carousel of images and that first image, well, it's weird now because Instagram kind of changes up. You don't always see the first image. Sometimes you see the second or the third versus the first image in the carousel. Um, yeah, well, I'll, actually what it what it does just, just oh, yeah. as like a tip. Yeah. Um, so this is actually why everyone should just use carousel images. So it will show the first one first, mm -hmm. but until that user interacts with that content, like a double tap, a, you know, a follow, a comment, mm -hmm. they're going to keep showing you that same post. But every time you see it, you'll see a different image in the carousel. So it'll move on to the second. And then if you don't, you know, double tap on it. So it'll, it'll show, show it to you again, even yep. though you've already. Yep. Whoa. 
Yeah, so you haven't noticed that? It's something I was kind of like, no. Like, Where does this keep happening? And then I like Googled it, and I'm like, oh, Google. Everyone use carousel posts. Yeah, <laughs> like that's... this is amazing. Well, what I was gonna say is sometimes I'll be, you know, I'll go through the curator's carousel, and I'll be like, oh, that third image would have been so good as the first image. <laughs> I'm like, dang it. <laughs> Why didn't you know? Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you? How did you not know that? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Oh um, man, That's like <sighs> social media. Uh, social uh. media. I mean, what's interesting for like women of illustration is like anytime we post lettering, it does better. Yeah. Like, sorry, people who spent thirty hours drawing. I a know. Portrait. It's true. It does. It always does. <laughs> um, that in videos. Video. Mm-hmm. Videos are. I haven't been messing around with too many videos. Yeah. I think it's because like I'm personally over processed videos. Yeah. Aren't, yeah. Aren't <laughs> Don't we hurt all? me. Aren't we all? No. Uh, um, I mean, I haven't really been posting any because I'm the same. I'm in the same boat. <laughs> yeah. But I have a really weird excuse, like, um, or reason. Like, I don't like showing time lapses, and I don't think other artists should show time lapses because it makes your job look too easy. Really? You think so? Mm-hmm. Well, from because think about it from like a consumer standpoint. Yeah. If I, like, what do you think is going to increase the value perception for me hiring that artist? A live stream showing the 30 hours it took you to right, make that piece? I see. Like, so you or, it, like, like everything done, yeah, in 30 seconds. Because you're not seeing the error, yeah. right? You're not seeing, like, the refinement. It just looks like, oh, you're just a printer. Like, uh, you just went da 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 Yeah. And from an artist's perspective, we love that shit. Right. We're all about the process. Like, how did you make that right. place? Yeah. But from a consumer, it's like... It like it, it's eye candy. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I can't help but feel like, well, what if that is hurting me in the long run? Right. Hmm. So it's like I don't know. What do you think about that? I never thought about that. Is that a weird opinion? So, no, that's <laughs> no, that's not weird at all. I mean, it makes sense um, because you just assume that the client is just as educated as you are, and they yeah, they know not. better, but they're not. So not. Unfortunately, <laughs> they're not. So I never really thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've seen some time lapse videos where. I mean, obviously they're sped up, but you can see the refinement and you can see the like the, the complete erase and going back and forth. But yeah, mm-hmm. if I were a client and I still saw that, I might think, oh, that took them, you know, 60 seconds. <laughs> well, yeah, like you like because you have no sense of time. Like right. obviously like it took longer than this, the, the yeah. time lapse, but it's like like, I don't know, unless it's like an outdoor mural and I'm seeing the sunset and right. it rise and the yeah. sunset and it rise. And I'm like, OK, now I'm getting a concept of time here. But if it's just like you with like a arm with your phone, yeah, yeah, like how do I know? Okay, that so took two hours. PSA: If anyone <laughs> does a time lapse video, put in bold, well, in all caps at the beginning of your caption. This actually took thirty no, hours. I, I, I really think you should do that, like yeah. legit though. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. Like educate you know, like the client. Hashtag educate the client. Educating the mm-hmm. client. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm always pitching to students like, you know, don't just have a gallery of images on your fucking portfolio. Yeah, yeah. Give me a case study. Yeah. T- tell me, show me all those nasty ass thumbnails yeah. that you fucking spent time on. Just so that way I know the first solution isn't always the best solution. Exactly. So it makes me feel more comfortable that I gave you 10 grand to make this project. Exactly. Smart. Yeah. So what you got to do. Yeah. Um, okay. So... Aside from, you know, looking at patterns in your work, trying to do more of what works in terms of like, oh, when I posted a video, it does better. Or when I, you know, feature a pot more predominant artist or a giveaway does better. Mm -hmm. Do you have any other like little nuggets of social media advice for artists who are looking to start their own design communities? Um, I mean, as far as like studying the engagement and what works, there isn't an an exact science to it. I mean, there (laughs) are obviously... Everyone's got their own opinion, yeah. Yeah, I mean, potentially there is an exact science, but I mean, how do we actually (laughs) know know exactly what it is? Yeah. (laughs) Um, 
I mean, kind of like I said before, ask yourself why you're starting this design community. Um, if it's to get followers, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Um, but if it's to do something that you believe in or say something that you believe in, um, stick with it. And I think another tip would be to plan out and schedule your content at least for me, this is what I do, three to six months in advance. The hardest part, Whoa. yeah, <laughs> the hardest part is um, creating the content. And if mm -hmm. I don't, like a lot of my content is reaching out to artists and asking them to guest curate. If, I mean, I'm not gonna reach out to somebody three months in advance because they don't might not know what they're doing three months from now, yeah, but I'll sure. write it down and I'll say, at this time, ask this artist, um, email this artist. And I think being super solid and organized with a schedule, um, because again, I think it's easy to get hung up. Like don't give yourself an opportunity to get hung up on the content because the content can be, I mean, when you've been doing it for so long, um, can be a challenge because, and when you start looking around and looking at everyone else around you and what they're doing, um, you're like, oh, that's already been done. Or, you know, somebody else already did that. Like, don't do that at all. Um, I would say if you're gonna look to other design communities and what they're doing or you know if you're starting a design community i would say see what else is out there but i mean you are you your voice is your voice um stay true to your voice uh, because there is no other voice like yours um and if you're doing something because someone else did it and it worked uh then that's not your voice and i think just stay true to why you started uh, the design community or why you're starting it. Um, plan out your content. Um, I had another, another tip. What was it? I would say, shoot, I lost it. If, well, I'm curious, what do you, uh, what program do you use to uh, schedule out your posts? Um, I'm super primitive and I use Google Drive. <laughs> And I list, no way. Yes, really? I list everything <gasps> out because I can like, Why? I have, well, I have so many, uh, I don't know. Like I talk to myself in notes and yeah. I, there's, this is the only, I mean, it's a blank slate and I can literally, and I, I see things in lists. I'm a list person mm -hmm. and I, I used Planoly a little bit every now and then, but I have made a lot of mistakes in Planoly. Mm. Um, and it isn't overly intuitive to me. I'm sure it works for a lot of people and it is a great program and I did try it for a little bit. Um, but I always go back to what works and it's, it's literally Google Drive. Um, That's so interesting. Okay, so like walk me through this. So like, I'm just assuming, okay, so like you find art, you have a spreadsheet, you have like their name, their handle, yeah. I'm guessing a link to the original post and then like a, a content schedule. And so like every time you post something on Instagram that you're posting, mm -hmm. you have Google Drive open on your phone, you go to that person's thing. How are you downloading? I airdrop their... or I have it no. on my phone. Yeah. Because really? another thing too is I change the password every week. I know. Yeah. I was wondering about that. Yeah. I mean, I kind of have, even if I wasn't doing the guest curation, I would still be changing it often just because. Yeah. Um, but I do, Probably I have to idea. change it every week. And so having another system where I have to change the password every week, it's a, it is a lot of work, but, and until I find something that's more efficient and it's working for me. God, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. It'd be such a pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Fuck. It's like, or if, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. Cause if you're using like, like what I use later, 
Like I've used like, there's too. no there's no way like it would be such a pain in the ass to, like just constantly like have to log in and change mm-hmm. the password like that would be and before everything was so much easier to like toggle back and forth because I started using later before you could toggle back and forth between accounts um, and it was such a pain and I just <laughs> yeah, kind of like <laughs> yeah and so I, I didn't really go back to it and I've tried other things but yeah it's it, it allows me to be more like focused and engaged in what I'm doing, I guess, because I, I really so, have to pay right? attention to the details. Yeah. Because I have heard like rumors. I don't think this is true, but like, you know, if you upload natively, it's going to do better versus if you use a third party app. Oh. I don't know if that's necessarily true. Hmm. Uh, I, I know it's, it was true at, a, at one point for Facebook, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that bled into Instagram I think I heard not. that too. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know the validity <laughs> behind that one. That's so well, the thing that blows my mind about that process the most is that you're having to physically upload it. So like, how do you do? You have like an alarm on your phone or something? Because like, obviously, there's peak times of engagement that you want to hit. So or, or yeah, what happens? So when I do, depending on where the curator is in the world, they're in charge of true Wednesday Thursday. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, they have their 48 hours and I, you know, tell them they have, you know, one to two hours posting cadence, um, three to six posts a day, but just like use the stories, use them up, you know, get into those <laughs> stories. Um, and on Friday, I haven't done it in a while cause I've got to here. I got hung up on creating the content. I was doing follow yeah. Friday for, you know, artists that were less, had less than a certain amount of followers, like 5,000 followers, maybe 10,000 followers or less. Um, so I would do that Friday morning because that's what it told me the best time to do, to post it was. Um, Saturday, Sunday is not necessarily scheduled out. I don't always post every single day. Um, mm-hmm. And then Monday, it just kind of depends on what the content is. But I always do the Good Type Tuesday uh, announcement via Instagram on Monday because, mm-hmm. you know, the rest of the world is hours ahead of us. Totally. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. My, my brain is like racking around. Okay. So like there is something to be said where like Instagram, like the, the few pieces of information mm-hmm. that we do have mm-hmm. about the algorithm, like that was published on Instagram's blog. So, you know, you can trust it mm-hmm. is Instagram only cares about two things mm-hmm. and that's consistency mm-hmm. and relatability. Yeah. So you have relatability, right? Yeah. Cause it's all hand lettering and mostly hand lettering artists are following that account, but consistency all that could place. be that could be a problem for you yeah. since you're not using an app or anything. Right. Now, it, it when I say consistency, I don't mean like, oh, you have to post the same time every day or like every Tuesday it's the same time every Wednesday. Or just like every day. To po- you yeah. should po- be posting every day. I mean, mm-hmm. if you if you want to grow your following according yeah. to Instagram, for sure. Exactly. So like, let's say, but it's also like in terms of how frequently you're posting. So like, let's say, and this includes stories as well. Yeah. A lot of people don't consider that. Yeah. So it's like, if, and I'm, and I'm sure you know this, but I'm saying this for the audience as well, is like, if you're posting 50 times a week mm-hmm. and a hundred stories a week, and then you go down to 25, mm-hmm. let's say it's going to take you two to three weeks for you to get your engagement back. back up. Yep. Yeah. And that the analogy I use with my students is like, <laughs> Like, it's like you went on that first date with Instagram and then, you know, you really hit it off. You felt good when you were around Instagram Mm -hmm. and then you're dating for a few months. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, Instagram is playing hard again. Yeah. You're not sure if it's a commitment issue or what's going on. And then over time, you're like, you know, I'm just going to let this pass. I I was calling her a couple times a week now. I'm just going to call her once a week. We're a long distance now. Like things are frayed. And then that fucking Instagram is a vengeful bitch. And you stop fucking calling her. (laughs) 
And now she's fucking blocked you yeah. <laughs> on, on Instagram. Yeah. And she's going to prevent you from, you know, being able to be like, like be able to communicate with her. Yeah. And so it's the same thing with like Instagram in real life. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure Instagram had that exact dialogue and conversation in her offices. <laughs> for sure. sure. For sure. Shh. It's like, um, so Brooke from Good Type yeah. reduced her posting frequency by 20. Yeah. Should we fuck her? Yeah. I think we should fuck her. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, and then, you know, of course, Tuesday is like, Instagram loves me on Tuesday because <laughs> it's just like all day long stories yeah. and posting. You're getting, and, and also you're getting like a shit ton of tags and yeah. mentions. Exactly. And, all that good stuff. Exactly. And I think that's so important. Like, obviously, if you're going to have a design community, you need to have a hashtag. People using that hashtag and tagging you. Mm-hmm. Well, them using the hashtag isn't going to do anything because it's not like that's connected to your account. But right. certainly when they tag you. Right. You know, com- you know and, and especially if you are listed as a community organization, yeah. as a business profile, that will also help you as well. Um, just like having, like, if you're a nonprofit versus, uh, say, a clothing brand, mm-hmm. Instagram will be nicer to you. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's, it's fucking like, I it's, mean, that's, that's great. Thank you, Instagram. Yeah. But so many artists right now are like, okay, I'm officially a nonprofit. A nonprofit. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's nuts. Does putting like, does putting a hashtag in your bio line do anything? No, no not really. It's it's, just... Aside from like letting people know what the hashtag is. Yeah. Yeah. Because it like. It's pretty much it. Yeah. It highlights it and you can click on it and it just yeah. goes to. Yeah. Okay. And like you, you obviously want to put the hashtag in the, the bio so people know, but people don't read it. Like I no. get 15 fucking DMs a day. How do I get featured? Yeah. And it says it on the bio. It yeah. says it on the bottom of every single post we've ever posted from an illustration. Yeah. In order to be featured, use the hashtag from an illustration. Mm-hmm. They don't read it. I, and still I'll get inquiries like, oh, I thought you made all this art. Mm-mm. I'm like, wow, you must think I'm amazing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, you know, I get silly DMs like that all the time just in, like, I don't know. But for me, it's important to, they took the time to DM me. Well, of course. You know, and no matter how stupid the question is, I mean, sometimes you're just like, decline. But rarely, (laughs) you're just like, oh, actually, you know, blah, 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 whatever. But, and I think that's another tip. You know, is to is to not ignore the comments and the DMs and no matter how stupid they are, just, you know, humor them, pay attention, you know. I, f- I have a sense that you have more patience than I do. <laughs> I'm a pretty I patient have, I person. have this inkling. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, do what works that, for you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like such a bitch. But it's like, oh, uh, like what, what did someone say about me? I think it was FDOT who said it. Um, that was like... <laughs> It's like, you're really nice, but you don't want to fuck with her. Oh, my God, <laughs> like, that's funny. Something, something like that, but she's, like, really angry all the time. I'm like, ah. Oh. I'm like, I get, I have my frustration sometimes. Well, like, I mean, it, you're it real, happens. and I think people can appreciate that. Yeah, no especially when, like, oh. It's like, oh, my work got stolen. Cool. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, you didn't credit this artist that we featured in my illustration? I'm going to yell at you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, those types of things. Oh, yeah, no, but that's good, though. Definitely... We, need, we need that voice in the community. Scare them always... a little bit. Yeah, I will always be your angry voice, you guys. You just, if you have a problem, you just reach out and I will help you. <laughs> She's got <laughs> your back. Let's fucking social shame them. Um, <laughs> but I'm always, I'm more of an advocate for like, oh, someone stole your art? All right, here's a, a number of a lawyer and I want you to work with him and he's going to send them a nice little fine. Cease and desist. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I, in college, I had, back when MySpace was a thing, yes, I'm old, um, I had a little blog where I'd put like all of my art and, um, the company junk food. I was, it was, I went to school in Lubbock. I was, I went to Texas Tech 
And um, there was this little boutique um, across from the university called Chrome. And I was my friend Jennifer and I, we were shopping and I pulled out this T-shirt from the rack. I was like, holy shit. I was like, this is my shirt. Oh, this is my design. And she was like, wait, what? She's like, that's awesome. I was like, no, no, no. I didn't approve this. And, <laughs> I didn't get money for this. Yeah. And she's like, what? No way. And I mean, they had sold or printed something like 20,000 shirts or something. Because it was like did. in, you know, stores all, all over the place. <sighs> and at the time, I was in college. I had no money. But I had $200 to give to a lawyer to write a cease and desist letter to junk food. And junk food wrote back and they said, um, we had an intern uh, scrolling the internet for inspiration. We're very sorry. Here's a check for $2,000. And my attorney was like, you know, if you had this artwork trademarked or whatever, you could take them to court, you know? And I'm like, $2,000, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, like, oh my God, I didn't trademark this shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's more than I would ever gotten doing anything with that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and so... Yeah, getting your artwork stolen is just the shittiest feeling. But it's nice if it's a big company and they want to pay you some money. But when you're in college and you're poor, now I would not settle for $2,000, but. Yeah, but then. Yeah, then all day. I think even three or four years ago, I've been like, yes, please. (laughs) I'm like, give me that two grand. Now I know better Mm -hmm. because I have a lawyer on retainer and I know all the ways Mm -hmm. I can fucking take money from you, you bastard. Way to go. Yeah, it's what you're adulting. You do, man. Yeah, I'm trying so hard, but then I just got off the phone with my tax guy, and I majorly and I owe way more money than I saved, and I thought that this was the year. But the fact that you <laughs> saved, I know it. That's I did. That's that's, that's major. That's great. I, okay, so those those of you guys who are like you know freelancers, you have an LLC, the whole nine yards. I use a app called Capital with a Q because I don't know that's how they spell it, mm-hmm. and they have like really cool ways that you can save. So there's something called the freelancer rule. So anytime you have a certain amount of income, let's say anything over $100 goes into your account, it'll automatically save 30% of it or that's however amazing. much you want yeah. to a separate account that you can't touch. That just unless goes you want towards to. your taxes. Through. That goes to my taxes. So when I have to pay my quarterly quarterlies, yep. I just take from that, uh, I transfer money from my capital app to my Chase. Because if I have it in my, if I have it in my fucking bank, yeah. I will spend it. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. I need it to be away from yeah. my bank account. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I thought I was like so on the ball and then I still owe like 11 grand and I'm just oh, like, what? Damn it. And I'm like, and I'm like, minus what I've already paid. Right. He's like, nope. Damn it. I'm like, cool. I'm not moving across the country and starting, yeah. <laughs> and starting a retail space. This is great. I'm so excited. Thank you. Oregon. I mean, you can like fast. record losses and then like, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to do some cool tax stuff this year. I'm going to start an IRA. <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm going to be so adult this year. I it's mean, blow your mind. it sounds like monotonous and boring but like to get into the nitty-gritty and do the details like and to see the changes it does for you like the, the good changes that it makes like all about yep. it got it definitely sometimes. gonna write we're definitely gonna do a, a tax episode you should mm-hmm. for sure because no one fucking helpful. talks about that shit no. ever no it's so hard to find information about taxes they're like I don't know. force yourself it, to listen to those conversations people like mm-hmm. tune into that it'll episode. save you so much money in your life just please yeah. the hardest part is getting started and i think start that's a great starting point is just tune into that that episode oh we're gonna make it happen hey anybody out there who knows and this would be like probably the only time we wouldn't have a freelancer on or like an artist yeah. but like if anyone knows like a specific like a CPA for artists or like an art, uh, like a lawyer Ooh, for artists or something like I that, have, reach out. I might have Dean someone. at womenofillustration.com. Please, please, please. That would be amazing. Okay. Anyways, 
I love talking to you. You're so fucking cool. Uh, likewise. This has been you're, fun. You're so nice. Okay, I have so many more questions. How, what's our time out? Okay, so we've been talking for about an hour, so we have 30 minutes of awesome left. All right, let's zoom. This episode, I hope you guys have a snack. Maybe, <laughs> possibly, you're drawing on your iPad-y pad. Yeah. And you're just making cool art that maybe you're doing a good type Tuesday right now. Perhaps. Right now. Um, okay, so at... So the first time you monetize, so since talking about money, the first time you monetize good type, because I know, because we talked about a lot of things like workshops, book, did you first start with the book or was it workshops? Was the first time you made money? Um, the, I did not make any money on the book, on the first book. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, right. You kickstarted it. Yeah. So like, no, that yeah. went all so towards. Like a pr- it was a huge pre-order. Yeah. Um, so workshops was the first time. Um, and it wasn't an overly, and still isn't an overly sustainable thing. There's a way to make them sustainable, but that requires more time and effort. Um, just because of the traveling, I I want to be obviously at these workshops. Um, and I've tried to have it where I don't have to be at all of the workshops, but it's not necessarily ideal for the instructor. Um, but they are, I mean, they make a little bit of money, but it's more, yeah, it's more about, it's about the experience, I think. Yeah, exactly. There, were, there's who was? Oh, she's gonna be so mad that I don't remember her name. She's like a muralist. Tara. She, you. Oh my God! What's what? Tara. Johnson. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God! You got him the first time. I'm like know. muralist. She's like Tara Johnson. I'm like okay. Because <laughs> um, I remember I, I started talking to her. I don't know if it was through Women of Illustration or coaching I feel like or whatever. Would be best friends. Yeah, she's fucking cool. I really like her, yeah. especially since she got more vulgar. Yeah, the lately. Vulgar Ladies Club. Mm-hmm. She's all about them fucks and shits now, <laughs> which I'm all about as well. Fuck and shit. Insta-BFFs. Mm-hmm. And I talked to her, and she was like, oh, I haven't really, you know, how do I start getting mural projects? And, like, she was just starting out, and she was so, she's she's been quite talented for a while now. Mm-hmm. And when I first heard that she was doing that workshop with you, I was like, oh, like, I bet you that gave her so much confidence and like a beyond what money, like any sort of monetary value she got from the workshop, just feeling like, I feel like having a good type stamp of approval on that, a workshop is a huge deal for a, like a beginner artist. That experience for me was super valuable um, because I was taking a chance on her and she was like, I've never taught a workshop before, but I knew she could do it. Um, mm-hmm. I knew she had it in her. She's super smart and she's a really great communicator and super talented. And I'm like, all right, come up with a curriculum. We'll work on it. We'll review it. I was like, practice it on some friends. You're going to do great. And, you know, the morning of, she's freaking out a little bit. And I was like, you got this. Like, (laughs) you know, she had the nervous jitters at first, but she totally crushed it. Like, she did such a good job. And she was super jazzed. And, um, you know, it was more rewarding for me to see her, you know, sort of grow through that experience and to see her Mm -hmm. come out on top and just to see the attendees like really get something out of it too um, didn't it sell out it did the first one yeah 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 fucking props to the both of you i know she it was such a cool experience and she's like now writing curriculum for another workshop mm. um and so it's yeah it's gonna it's just it it's such a cool experience love. yeah it's so, be- so beautiful and it was <laughs> also really cool because when i did it was two valentine's days ago what, whatever, however you want to. That's how you that. mark your years by the Valentine's <laughs> yeah. Day. Yeah. Um, I did the prompt um, letter the phrase "love yourself," and instead of like lettering the name of someone you love or whatever, I was like, well, I'm just gonna make everyone letter the phrase "love yourself" because that's super important. Um, oh yeah. And she did an awesome about. Good Type Tuesday entry, and 
the um, winner of the campaign of that campaign, Jason Naylor, was actually going to letter the prompt on a wall in New York. And she wasn't the winner, but she was like, hey, I really want to paint this on a mural or on a wall. And I was like, well, you know what? This is Austin. We have plenty of walls. and um, <laughs> We have plenty of yeah. walls here. And I reached out to Hope Outdoor Gallery, and he was like, yeah, we got a wall. Let's do this. And so, you know, for him and his effort in getting us a wall, I was like, I'll write a story, and we'll do a whole feature. And I don't know if that was her. I don't, no, it wasn't her first, but it was one of it her was, biggest. It was the the first one I had ever seen. Yeah. I remember that one because she posted it a butt ton. Yeah. <laughs> Because I told her, I was like, people, I'm like, guys, you can post the same fucking image 10 times, yeah. more than half your audience doesn't know it exists, so just exactly. keep posting that shit. It's so true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, and, that's so cool. And, it was, and also, like, I want to ask you about the billboard project. I totally forgot to man, include that. That was so cool. So, um, when I have on my Instagram where I connect clients with artists and, like, 95% of the inquiries are individuals wanting logos or tattoos. So if you sift through all of those, every now and then you'll get a really cool inquiry. And this was one of them. <laughs> um, the, this billboard company, Adams and Fairway, reached out after seeing my Good Type Tuesday campaign where I asked everyone if they had a billboard where thousands of you know, people saw it every day, what would they say or what would you put on the billboard? Um, and just knowing the good type community and who they are and what it encompasses, I knew we were just going to get a shit ton of amazing entries and we did. And they're all so positive and and Mm -hmm. happy and encouraging. And I was just like, wow, this is so cool. Um, but it also caught the attention of this billboard company. And so they reached out and they were like, Hey, we saw your campaign. Um, we actually, we want to put a lot of these entries on billboards, like, I was like, this is incredible. This is amazing. And so they're like, you know, put together a list of your top, you know, 15 to 20 artists or pieces. Um, and so I, you know, reached out to 25 <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, and they're like, send us the list. I sent them the list and I said, oh, by the way, like 50% of these are international. Um, and so... I said, you might have, because there's always that communication barrier. Um, I was like, mm-hmm. but I'm happy, you know, I'm really, I'm really good at that <laughs> because the first book had 175 artists from over, over 32 countries and it was just like Google Translate, you know? Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And so anyway, I reached out to these artists, let them know. And I told them, you know, if you put their art on a billboard, you have to, have to, have to put their, their handle I'm like they for have sure. to be credited because they're not getting paid for this. And yeah, I figured they didn't get paid. Yeah, and um, and so I reached out to the artists, let them know what was happening, and they were just super stoked to have their art on a billboard. That's a pr- it's a pretty epic feeling. Yeah, on a billboard. and yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and I said, and you're going to be credited. Um, and you know these artists were from like Switzerland, Brazil, Moscow, um, Argentina. I'm trying to think, Philippines. They were from all over the place. And it ended up being, I think, on over 700 billboards across, like, 21... That's fucking crazy! 21 states. <laughs> yeah. What? The coolest part about it, though, was, you know, someone from, like... Because they were... I mean, they were mostly in the South, some in New York, one in tech, like, one city in Texas. Um, but somebody driving in... Uh, 
maybe Georgia or something, would DM the artist that was potentially in Berlin and be like, hey, I saw your billboard and it like totally changed my day. And mm-hmm. that happened on several occasions because these artists sure. would DM me and say, look at what happened. Uh, look at this Aww. conversation I just had. Because they would be sitting it in traffic. My oh, my heart. God, it was so oh. cool. And I was that just like, so cool. you know, because I was thinking about taking kind of taking down the uh, the opportunity to, for me to like connect an artist with a client just because I have had to sift through a lot of bullshit inquiries. <laughs> I'm sure. But, yeah. you know, when you get things like that every now and then, you know. Makes it worth it. Yeah, it mm-hmm. totally does. So I'm just like, we'll let it hang out. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. That's like, I remember seeing that billboard project because I, I think uh, her work was a part of it as well, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, good for all these artists. Like, that's so, because like, uh, when I first had my internship with Disney, I've only ever had one billboard and it was of promoting the PGA tour. <laughs> No way, but still. Uh, yeah, it was my first, it was like my first ever like really big job. But I didn't even like help create like any of the assets. It was just me just like moving other shit that people made. Yeah. But I like, I did like a YouTube video. Like if you type Dina Rodriguez into YouTube, you'll see little curly haired 21 oh year old gosh, Dina. Amazing. Just like, look guys, I'm at Disney and that's my billboard. It's so cute. So cute. Just, like, yeah. And I didn't even, didn't even have like illustration on it. So Either like way, what an amazing opportunity. It's such a cool feeling. Yeah, it was, it yeah. was so much fun for me to be able to tell these artists that, hey, guess what? And uh, like these it was only 25 artists and you know so their billboard they weren't on one billboard they were on a few <laughs> so fucking sick i know it's such a cool thing that that, can- that the company did too yeah it was super awesome um, yeah that definitely inspired me like i looked up billboard pricing in menominee michigan because mm-hmm. like they have a lot of like you know religious billboards oh. mm-hmm. and like poorly designed like they all use the same horrible graphic oh my designer gosh, what if you just like but- plastered the that's what I'm going to do. Well, seriously, because these, <laughs> like, Adams and Fairway, they were like, the, the, your artwork, the artwork that we've seen, you know, entered in this Good Type Tuesday campaign will sell more billboards than if we put up a, mm-hmm. look, it worked, or, you know, whatever. I was like, hey, call this number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. I remember those, like, look, it worked, didn't it? Give us money for advertising. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gotcha That's looking so yeah i think billboards are cool okay i'm gonna make a couple of them it's gonna be fun you should i, I it's public art in general they're gonna stand out like crazy because they're gonna be illustrated because first of all you don't see a lot of illustrated billboards mm-hmm. to begin no, with you don't it's like a lot of like digital or i don't know how you yeah. photography i guess and i'm like coming from the perspective of, like this town is so tiny oh man you would make so such i, I want to make impression. like a Exactly. Like, so that's, and I'm less likely to get lost yeah. in all the other advertising. Yeah. So excited. Oh, you got to oh. keep me updated on that. I will. Yes. <laughs> so excited. Um, <laughs> okay. So, all right. What other questions do I have here? Dun, 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 dun. You want to talk about failure? Sure. All right. Let's talk about just some epic fails. All right. So what are like the top three biggest mistakes you've made with good type? Hmm. So the rest of us can learn from you so we don't have to well, learn the hard way. I wouldn't. I hate using the word mistake because I learned from every... Well, I know, but you yeah. got to learn from mistakes. For sure, for sure. Mistakes are bad, but yeah, you still make them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave up half of my company um, and partnered with some people who I love dearly. Um, so no, no bad feelings or ill will towards them. But um, I realized that giving up half of good type for what mm-hmm. I don't know exactly and not having a clear and you know part of the blame is on me um, but not having clear intentions and clear focus on what that partnership meant um, and 
you know, for me, it was, you know, just kind of taking half of the weight off of my shoulders and creating something big and epic and watching it grow. But you Mm -hmm. have to have clear goals. You have to have clear communication um, and you have to be on the same page. And um, that wasn't happening (laughs) for me. And I wasn't necessarily making all the right moves in the partnership either. Um, And I don't want to say it was a mistake, but it was definitely... Well, I mean, I guess it was a mistake. It was just making all the wrong moves in that partnership. Mm-hmm. And I, it potentially could have worked. Um, but, you know, not all the right things were, were in place or coming from each other um, in the partnership. And I have since taken it back. Um, and uh, well, that's good that you were able to take it back. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. I thought this was going to be like a Shark Tank moment oh. when they walk in and the sharks all want to buy their company. It turns out they only own 10% of their own company. Oh, yeah. And they're like, Or it's like the that? percentage <laughs> is diluted by some secret algorithm yeah. or something. And you're like, you've been, you have no ownership. Um, oh, no. no, yeah. Um, so that was kind of a big, huge learning curve for me. Mm-hmm. And just, I think, um, learning to trust myself. And I think a part, a, like a big part of me was, giving up half of good type because I didn't trust myself with it. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't trust myself that I knew where to take it or that I didn't, you know, necessarily know how to make a business out of it. And um, not to say that a partnership is a bad thing. It's not. It can be a very great thing. Um, But you have to be clear with your intentions uh, and you have to have, you know, clear goals and and communicate clearly. And um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that could be said, like, when working with anyone, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. Because, like, no one's going to care about your business as much as you do. Right. So it's like, and that's something that I think all, all business owners have a hard time mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. Um, I watch a lot of, like, Shark Tank and The Profit. And the Profit, Marcus Lemonis. <laughs> oh, my God. And that's the number one. It's always pride and ego. Oh, and they yeah. just, like, yeah. they don't know how to communicate with their employees. Yeah. And, like, I worried about that when I started, you know, working with Rick. Mm-hmm. And, like, and I've had interns and stuff come in before. Mm-hmm. But I always, I do this thing where like, I'll just be, I'll just, I'll start talking to you in the middle of an idea, but you won't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Like, oh, you can't read my mind? Like, what do you mean? Um, Then I get frustrated at them. Like, that doesn't make fucking sense. That's horrible. Um, So, you know, like, just because you're, you're good at your business doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be a good leader. (laughs) Right. I mean, it's management and managing other people. Like that's, that's um, a learned skill. Mm-hmm. for sure i definitely need to read some books because oh, yeah. i'm about to hire three employees oh look at you go when i move i know amazing uh, it makes me so uncomfortable like a social media person uh an inventory person and then a just like a i don't want to call them like the shop bitch but that's pretty much what they're gonna be well <laughs> like, i mean can you walk my dog can you get me coffee yeah can you be? but like just there like... are there are artists and people that want to learn and they'll do that. They'll gladly do those jobs, you know? Yeah. And to get, maybe get like a college credit internship there or you something go. like that. Exactly. I'd love to do that again. And to be able to work um, with you. I mean, whether you're, they're getting your coffee or whatever, they're still going to learn. They're still going to learn sure. stuff. For <laughs> sure. Yeah. stuff. And there's not a lot of art programs yeah. where, where we're uh, moving. You're just so going to like make a huge difference in this town. I'm excited. We're hoping. Yeah. At the same time, like I'm still ner- like, I don't know. Like I, I have this hesitation and everyone keeps telling me like, oh, it's ridiculous. Like, Dina, you're going to be fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. But I worry like it's a red state. Yeah. It's I'm a bald woman now. You need to be there. <laughs> I That's all like, more reason. Look, you need to be I, there. I'm wearing the angry feminist uniform, right? <laughs> you know, like you, like, and also all my clothes have a, you know, powerful statements on them. I wear like a, a pastel pink leather jacket, like completely well, filled with enamel I mean, you're pins. not going like, to make I, as, I have the look. as huge of a difference in a blue state. 
Exactly. I mean, and that's I think what it's I keep so brave myself. of you. And I think, and I'm also super jealous that you shaved your head. I've always wanted to do that. Do it. Uh, you, you have every, ladies, I'm going to keep saying this every, at one point in your life, you should shave your I head. I mean, it's I've just had my hair. hair short for sure because I played oh, rugby, I kickboxed, I wakeboarded and all that. And I was just like, I'm sick and tired of this hair. And I, I cut it yeah. super short, but I've like, I've never shaved it. And I've always, 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 it always feels amazing like my eyes are like rolling in the back of my head Ugh. like when rick was just like shaving my head in the bathtub just, I'm just like, like yes yes Ugh. and then you, everyone wants to touch your head and it's like yeah, yeah touch my touch head it. go in there get in there. get in there get in there fucking love it <laughs> <laughs> like free head touches i'm into that into it. usually you gotta pay a person <laughs> um <laughs> yeah so i think that yeah that's interesting talking about like you know working with other people and partnerships uh and like just today, my tax guy was like, oh, you're going to make your fiance a partner in the business? I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> he was just like, and he was like kind of surprised. Yeah. He's like, well, you need to put him on the payroll then. Oh, yeah. Because right taxes. now he's just, he's, he's my dependent. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like learning. I'm yeah, learning things. Yeah, I mean, that's the best <laughs> way. You just do it and learn. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a, a huge, like, I don't know. I think probably like the biggest message with Women of Illustration is like, you don't need to have all this confidence and experience in order to do anything. Mm. And I think you actually probably aren't going to have either of those right. things when you start. Nope. So, Why would but you? it doesn't mean that you shouldn't try. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you have yeah. to. I mean, that's the best way to learn and to grow is just do it. Because if, you know, if you let fear, in your case, you know, the hesitation of going to a red state stop you, I mean, you're going to accomplish so much um, and you're going to learn so much and you're going to have some stuff that might, be shitty that happens but you know you're going to learn from that too and you're going to get to write about it and you're going to get to relate to other people about it and other people are going to get to relate to you um yeah. all because you tried you did it thank, thank you bro <laughs> 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 i need this and also hey michigan's one of those really important states when it comes yeah. to presidential campaigns yep. Yep. so just saying just, um <laughs> like, just, like maybe hillary should have gone to michigan um <laughs> anyways so <laughs> All right, so we talked about huge mistakes. Now let's talk about growth. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything planned, anything epic for, like, the official million count? Um, like, what, Like, where do we see you growing from So here? I have, I'm really excited to have, and I haven't officially announced it yet, but, I mean, I don't, I don't mind announcing it. I have Debbie Millman, oh which I'm super stoked to have guests curate the feed because she is among so many, like, she's a curator, she does, she's a designer, she's a, an author, like, she's so many things, and the fact that she's taking time out to guest curate good type. Yeah. I'm pretty stoked on that. Um, Mm. I don't have anything super majorly huge planned, um, as far as like the, the business and the growth aspect of good type. I think staying the course of being sustainable, staying the course of keeping the voice and the perspective of good type global and diverse, um, and continuing to create say, a safe space for our world to come together, <clears throat> come together and learn from each other and to communicate with each other. Um, you know, I'm all about collaborations and partnerships. I actually did, and I haven't announced this yet either, but um, I did a really cool partnership collaboration with Field Notes and Aaron Draplin. And nice. we're going to be doing some um, good type Field Notes giveaways for the millionth uh, million follower. Talking to my Portland peeps. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, just, I, I want to get into art licensing. Um, I want to get into sharing artists work beyond Instagram. 
Um, oh, I'm shaking my head so feverishly right now. I'm just like, yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, <laughs> and I want to, and this has been on the agenda for a while, but it is going to happen. I just don't know when. I've got to get, you know, all of my decks in a row and <laughs> make sure I do it the right way and work with the right people. Um, and unfortunately, I have let that slow me down. I just need to do it. Um, and the other challenge is there are so many amazing artists that I want to work with. I don't even know where to begin um, sometimes. <laughs> I have like my, my wish list and whatnot, but you know, not everyone is willing to open up their wallets <laughs> to spend money on apparel and things. And, um, yeah. it's a little bit of a, of a tough, um, market, I guess. I mean, it, it is what it, it is, what you say it is. Um, I have had a little bit of a challenge, um, when I did collaborations on limited edition, like posters and screen prints and things like that, they sold, but not to the numbers that I thought. Um, and that mm -hmm. kind of scared me a little bit, but, um, I'm not going to let it stop me because there is incredible art out there by incredible artists. The artists to me are just as important as the art and to be able to share their work and, and their story is important. And, I think no matter what, if I do the licensing thing and, and do products and merchandise, you're going to know who the artist is behind that art. And that's always of been course, super yeah. important to me. Um, I love that. Yeah. So Yeah. Th those are all things I've wanted to do with Women of Illustration as well. Mm -hmm. um, and I've actually been asked, mostly because like from experience, because I've done that for other curated accounts. Mm -hmm. Like I was the artist. I worked on a royalty rate. Mm -hmm that type of thing. So I know, and I've been fucked over before. Mm -hmm. So it's like, being on the other side of that, <laughs> but I learned, yeah, it was a learning experience. Um, so, you know, it's, it, it's interesting. Cause it's like, now I know how I can appropriately value artists while also being able to make money. Mm -hmm. and, and like any tidbits that I could share with apparel is like, in my experience, like you don't want to be paying attention to necessarily, if, especially if it's a curated account, mm -hmm. like engagement. Right. Because some, anyone will like your fucking picture, but not everyone's going to buy right. it. What you want to be paying attention to is how many shares yep. oh, that piece yeah. got. Yeah. Because then, because that's, because that's social, like that's a different kind, that's the kind of social proof you need to be paying attention to. It's like if these other curated accounts were so attracted to this piece of content from an artist, then it stands to reason that it'll be shared once it's on a piece of apparel as well. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so that's why, like, my first T-shirt was the Past Joints Not Judgment piece. Mm -hmm. Not only was it a really popular piece, but it was the most shared piece. Ah. It was the most stolen piece of artwork that I had oh, as wow. well. So it was like, well, fuck these people. If you're Clearly just you're onto it, something. I'm just going to make it myself, goddammit. Like, <laughs> geez. Um, and, it, like, you know, it sold out in the first day. Amazing. And, you know, we're making, like, other blanks of it and stuff now and licensing it now. So it's just, like, that might be a good, you know, like, yeah. a little test yeah it's all about relatability like with lettering especially because like that makes sense like put a t-shirt lettering yep. and lettering tends to perform better on t-shirts than illustration yep uh, in my experience yep. it'd be even better if they have both yeah but i know um yeah it's just all about like how relatable like am i going to be a walking billboard for this shirt does it right. like resonate with me that hard right. that i want to wear it every single day right. versus just like a pretty piece of lettering which is so hard because often in, i don't know if you would agree, because you're all about that type life. But it's like, I don't know, like, sometimes the most popular pieces aren't the best looking. Right. What, what is that about? They're like chicken scratch quotes. Yeah. And they perform way better yeah. than something that's been like took that lettering artist like 12 hours. Yeah. I, it's almost like the message is sometimes more popular than how it's 
yeah. you know, how it's done, how it's executed. Mm-hmm. Because... The message is so much, uh, the meaning is so much more important yeah. than the skill it took to make it. Yeah. yeah. Which is like comforting in a way, mm-hmm. because like, as an artist, you, you're learning like, oh, as long as there's a lot of meaning behind this piece, I don't need to spend the extra six hours right. detailing this fucker yeah. out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Unless I you just really want to. I mean, unless you want to, of course, but I'm just like, you know, especially in the time of Instagram where everyone's just trying to, oh, I got to post five times this week. I got to post five times this week. And they're trying to like just shit stuff out, but then they're letting that perfectionist syndrome like prevent them. And then then they only end up posting twice that month because those are the only two pieces they felt good about. And it's like, no, just shit them out. Like just fucking like show me the process. Show me the the stanky fucking Mm -hmm. thumbnails. I want to see it all. Like, if something doesn't perform well... Because that's what, what you can relate nothing to. Nothing bad's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can connect with that. Yeah, and people like the ugly, man. They do. They like, the, like, look at 90s fashion. Yep. Okay? It came back. Yep. People are digging it. Yep. I'm seeing fucking eight-year-olds walk around with, like, glitter see-through plastic backpacks again. All over again. the place. Jellies. It's, it's all very fucking back. Spice Girls yeah. up in this joint. <laughs> and so, like, tacky is in. Tacky right? is so in. You don't need to tacky. Worry. Tacky lettering. Tacky. tacky lettering. <laughs> That's our piece of advice for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. But just, yeah, like the meaning is much more important. It really skills. is. And, you know, lettering, and like you said, that it can be more, you know, popular than just illustration on a t-shirt. It just allows you to convey a message more specifically, exactly. which is weird because you'd think it would only communicate to a smaller audience but i don't know not, not necessarily uh, uh, uh. No. <laughs> and, <laughs> well it's like you, you you know you're giving them a category yeah like and it's and it's you know it's different from and the same can be said with like uh like i used this example recently in like one of my dear artist piece um talking about this very message like well what about photographers what about people who do abstract art mm-hmm. like i can't just put lettering in there and it's like yeah but you can be more intentional about the color palette you choose yeah. You can be more intentional about the facial expression that you choose yep. from that photo yep. shoot. Everything and is conveying like if, a message. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, if I don't feel, and that's like how I curate stuff for Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm looking at the tags and looking at, um, you know, like the hashtags and the actual tags, mm-hmm. I'm looking at the full grid and I'm just scrolling. Yeah. And if something stops me, I'll open it. But if I don't get a feeling from yep. it, like if it's just a girl with like a, like a no expression, right. but she's beautifully if illustrated, I'm not going to post yeah, it. Exactly. Because I'm not feeling anything, and I know it's not going to perform yeah, well on the page. I've been asked, like, how I used to, because I'm, I'm, I don't do the curation as much, because I have the guest cura- curators, and I have the good type, but, mm-hmm. or I have good type Tuesday. But when I was, like, heavily curating all day, every day, it was like, I only posted stuff that elicited a feeling, because yeah. it's going to do that to somebody else, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've talked about this a few times in the episode, but just in case someone's like, well, I only want to listen to the episode with Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta I gotta repeat myself. Um, like a lot of a lot of artists, they're just practicing right now. They're in that practice mode, especially with lettering. So a lot of them are in an echo chamber. Yeah. You're following a bunch of hand lettering artists. You are going to naturally copy them, yep. regardless if you know that you're doing it or yep. not. So I actually recommend to not follow it. Like I actually only follow maybe like ten yeah. hand lettering artists. I'm not a big fan because I feel like they influence my work. And it, like if you look at lettering. Everyone's everyone's using the same, same fucking style. Same palette, same, same palette. Like, accessory, or you know, like oh man, like and like I'm when you I, post- I'm sorry, I'm wondering like if Instagram is just showing me this or <gasps> is really happening. Just, it's it's the it's the trends that are happening. Like remember when you started posting like super nice letters in the very beginning? Yes. Now it's, it's like every... everyone's copying that same like oh symmetrical yep. illustrations in the background using that same exact style of typography that she uses, yeah. and it's like. Regardless if you know that you're doing it or not, like it's happening. Yeah, it is happening. And the way that you can so easily stand out from that crowd is making up your own Making messages. up your own everything. 
Yeah. yeah. So it's just like, like, because especially in the beginning, like I get like you're you're trying to like I don't know how to draw the style of S. So let me copy this person's style of S. Like I get that, mm-hmm. and S is suck. But, like like I, I agree. Maybe don't post it, or you know, <laughs> it's like figure out how to do your own version of it, and then maybe post it. But it's like when you're posting yeah. work that looks like other people's work, what are you really doing? You're actually helping that other person yeah. make money. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But then, you know, then again, they might be thinking, oh, they might not know the difference. They they might think I'm the one that's starting it. I don't know. But I think mm-hmm. we're more savvy than that. Yeah. But like, you know, like there's only so many styles that can go around. Like yeah. right now, like that bottom bit, the uh, fat bottom bitch script oh, is really popular. Huge. Anything mm-hmm. 70s right now. Yeah. And I even vintage. saw someone actually called it fat bottom. And I'm like, really? nice. Wow. It's a good, it's a good name. Yeah. That's what I call my 70s lettering, but I didn't actually call it that. Oh. So now I'm like, I should have just called it Fat Bottom Bitch Script. You should, should have. been brave enough to been, use the word bitch in my workbooks two years ago. Damn, Damn it. it. Um, <laughs> what, what a coulda. What a coulda. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just like coming up with your own messages, whether it's like, you know, instead of it being like uh, the example I always use, like, oh, the the outdoors are calling and I must go oh. like, wow, so many fucking people have drawn that. But then, so I go ahead and go, my bed is calling and I must go Yeah, like make fun yeah, of it. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, just like for me, I just add words shit and fuck to every quote. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And it becomes originally yours. <laughs> oh my God. Now it's, it's a letter shop original. <laughs> like I did it guys. Um, I think so that like, is yeah. a great piece of advice though. Cause I was talking, it was actually during the art of skate workshop um, with Eric uh, Zachary Smith, he, I think, started the lettering on saws a long time ago. And mm. I don't know that he's active on his Instagram anymore, but he was like, I, I hated to do this. He was like, but I stopped following 90% of the letters. Um, he was like, I couldn't see anybody else's work anymore because I could see myself being influenced by it. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's like one of the, he said that was one of the best things he did because he was able to just like go within if you know that sounds also cliche but i mean your art is literally within you it's not outside of you yeah yeah totally and i think like if you are going to follow lettering artists like it it does make sense to follow curated accounts over individuals yeah it's more diverse just saying like guys still follow good type um (laughs) and uh like for one of illustration i like to show you know all different kinds of art whether it's watercolor or it's digital or it's lettering or whatever because I did not find my voice, yep. like, and I felt like I just found it this past year with when I started what was what was called a babe meme, mm-hmm. um, which was like adding illustration with typography together mm-hmm. and also using color for the first time because mm-hmm. I was a little you're scared doing great little at bit. it. I was a little baby. I didn't know. I didn't know how. To, I didn't feel comfortable. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and it and it all really came down to I stopped following lettering artists and I started following just other illustrators yeah. and people who were in different niches than me yeah. but still under that creative umbrella yep. and it completely changed my life. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you should try it. Like, I think it's worth. I think it's worth it, guys. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then also, if you're following less people, you're more more likely to actually see the content of the people you follow. Exactly. So that's it's nice. Like, I like. I feel very good over quantity. Mm-hmm. 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 I feel so good when I see that little notification. It's like you're all caught up. I'm like, yeah, yeah I, I am. am. <laughs> I don't know that I've seen that in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. Oh man, we just had the best interview ever. Oh, thanks all for right. having me. Well, thanks. I was just psyched that you wanted to do it. I'm like, oh, she said yes. Of course. You, she said yes, guys. You're a character. Mm-hmm. I knew it would be entertaining. Oh, well, yay. I'm glad that I was entertained. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So before we wrap up, is there anything that you have? I mean, well, it sounds like you have a lot of things coming up, but anything in the immediate future that we can help promote? And keep in mind, this episode's probably going to air in like a month. In like a month. So when would that be? What What is today's date? 
we're, so guys, we're recording on May 23rd. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> May, June 23rd. That still gives me enough time. So if you're listening to this now, I'll be heading to Iceland in July. And I probably will still have good type t-shirts available to help raise awareness and funds for my campaign. Um, but other than that, go buy the book. Go buy the book, Good Type, The Art of Lettering. It ships worldwide. It's, you know, if you're a bookstore, just reach out to, um, or actually go to goodtype.us and you can find out how to carry it. Um, but I encourage you to go to your local bookstore to request it. Um, you can buy it on Amazon if you have to, but like I said, <laughs> local bookstores, you know, the yeah, way Yeah, I still it. on your website. Yeah. Like if you're going to buy it, yeah. go to a local bookstore, yeah. guys. Yeah, I mean, either way get the book because it's it's awesome and it has a ton of artists and you get to see artists from all over the world and um hopefully i'll be working on book three soon yeah i'm so excited um we might be starting a book of our own in the near future uh do you well before i leave do you have any pieces of advice for me making a book since you've made what three now four now um no this is only book two it's on the oh second. God, it's, book two? it's on the second print run, which is great. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, I thought there piece... were so many more. Maybe I'm confusing it with typism. Sorry. Yeah, maybe she <laughs> has like five. A I think couple. they just did the fifth one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, any piece of advice for you? I would say if you have the opportunity. Well, I had an amazing agent, um, and she I couldn't understand all of the legal jargon without her, um, mm. and it, you have to understand it. You have to know what you're getting. Um, and uh, she helped me negotiate uh, better royalties internationally um, because it made sense for Good Type to have higher international royalties because of our following. Um, mm, makes sense. Yeah, Kate Woodrow is her name. She's out of San Francisco or the Bay Area. Um, yeah, I, are you planning on using an agent or are you just gonna go? I don't know, we were thinking for the first book, self-publish. Yeah. Um, and then, cause I do have a publisher that's interested in the book, oh. but I'm like, no. no. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I self-published my first book, and I learned a lot, um, and you kind of know uh, where to go from there. But, yeah, mm-hmm. email me some questions if you have any. Oh, I'll I appreciate that. I'm more yeah. than happy to help. Because I was sharing in a past episode, because I, uh, I have a book that's published through Penguin called The uh, Big Awesome Book of Pain and Chocolate Lettering that I got fucked over on. Learned lesson. Ooh. Yeah, let's just say I could have I made a quarter of a million well, dollars, you're going but to I this didn't. I fucking help them. Um, So I have self-published a few times. So I'm like, but this is like a whole other level. Like this book's going to be like 500 pages. It's going to be a pretty intense. Amazing. Fucking book. So guys, watch out for that. Definitely stay tuned to Women of Illustration on Instagram. Do it. And we will be doing a call for entries eventually. So at some point, whenever we hit over 100K and I'm not burdened by apparently a bunch of taxes that I owe (laughs) and moving across the country. Uh, But also, you guys can be following Good Type. It's exactly how it sounds on Instagram. How many times a day do you post? Uh, Depends on the day. Um, Anywhere from three to six times. All right. Three to six times, your eyeballs would be like, (laughs) just fucking, I don't know what sound effect that was. I like it. But hopefully you could picture it. I'm assuming like it's like the wolf I just saw like a pretty lady in a cartoon. <laughs> his eyes just like bugged out. Like, <laughs> bang, 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 bang. <laughs> it's supposed to be a spring. I don't know if that it <laughs> translated. translated. It did. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Super good at this. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. As always, um, thank you for your friendship. Uh, if you're a patron, thank you for your money. Um, if you're wanting to get featured on Women of Illustration, please use the hashtag Women of Illustration. Or if you'd like to cut the line, you can go ahead and help support Women of Illustration on Patreon for as little as $10 a month, depending on what kind of reward that you're looking for. 
So, I don't know. I, I don't want to leave, but we have to leave. And it's just so sad. Well, you know, you got to get back to, to your day of creating beautiful, wonderful things. Um, yeah. Thank I you again for having me. Of course, yeah. Brooke. Thank you for letting me have you. Yeah, I'll see you on the gram or in the inbox it, or something. Yeah, I'll see you somewhere on the internet, yeah. and I'm excited about yeah, it. Yeah, likewise. Right. Bye, guys. See you next time. Bye. Bye.